0: Hey, I want to tell you about an online course that I think can turn around the crisis that you're facing in your family with your team. It's online, and we call it our Families in Crisis course, and you get to pay whatever you want to view it. This four-hour course will help you understand the impact this culture is having on your teen and share with you some very practical ways that you can engage with your child on a different level to help them get to a place that they want to go and keep them from ending up in a place where they never want to visit. I sat down, turned on the camera, and shared the content of what I share at all of our Families in Crisis Conferences that we hold here on the Heartlight Campus in Longview, Texas. So if you can't attend one of those conferences in person, then take advantage of this opportunity to make those changes that you'd like to see in your family. And I'll share how to make those happen. This could just be the best decision you've ever made, to put some new tools in your parenting toolbox to equip you with wise counsel and practical insights, how you can connect with your disconnected team. To get this course, go to thecrisiscourse.com. That's called thecrisiscourse.com. It'll change the way you parent, and it might just change the heart of the teen that is causing the crisis in your family.
1: Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens. A daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your team. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard dive into a topic that will challenge, encourage, and inspire you as you parent your team. Let's listen in.
2: This is parenting today's teens. I'm Wayne Shepherd here with Mark Gregston, and we're happy to have you along for today's program. But Mark, I don't really care. You can you can do this program if you want, but
0: you know I don't what? really care much about it. it. Sounds, you sound a little ambivalent, <laughs> I think Wayne. Think so? That's right.
2: Should we talk about ambivalence today? I think
0: ambivalence would be a great thing to talk about. <laughs> I think our kids are in a world of ambivalence. They're trying to, you know, hold on to what they believe to be true, and then they're faced with dealing with other issues, and they don't know which way to go, so it gets somewhat confusing. Yeah, they live in two worlds, don't? and sometimes more than that. They they do. You know, a little girl made a comment to me not long ago, and she said, you know, I lived, I, I have to live in two worlds, the person that I, I am at school and the person I am at home, and wherever I spend the most time, that's what influences me the most, and yep. eventually one just took over the other. And I go, that's the ambivalent mm-hmm. world they live in. Which do I choose? Right. How do I how do I function in both of these? Yeah,
2: or maybe the person I am at church is different than the one I am at home or yeah. school or both. You yeah. know? So, yeah. so as we talk about ambivalence today, how do you define ambivalence?
0: Yeah, here's a good definition. Ambivalence is an indecisiveness or uncertainty as to which course to follow. That's hmm. interesting to me. I mean, we raise our kids, we teach them biblical principles, moral values, all those great things that we long for them And we long from them. And then we send them out into the world. And now they're faced with another value system. Okay, ambivalence would be that indecisiveness or uncertainty as to which course to follow. So you go both ways. That's right. Most kids, you know, jump out there and go, this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. But when people underestimate the influence of the culture, they begin to realize that that maybe that culture that the child is living in is influencing them, and it's kind of moving them to ambivalence. or almost going, okay, I can live this way and I get this. I can live this way and get this. Whichever speaks the loudest, that's the one the child usually follows.
2: I'll just bet any parent listening right now, if you stop and think about it, can apply this in your own home. You oh, you see you this two-world thing working in in your in your own teenager.
0: Absolutely. You know and and I think you know for those kids that are raised without some sense of moral compass, they don't have the conflict I mean, which is, right. which is kind of nice. And so it entices our kids to say, well, maybe I want to live that way because they're not living through the conflict. Well, I know the difference between good and bad. I know the difference between good and evil and right and wrong. And because of that, it causes conflict. And, and here's the point, Wayne, I think that that becomes so important. We need to talk to our kids as they're comparing the two paths that they can walk on, not waiting until they get to the end of one of the paths.
2: hmm they can be salt and light as teenagers.
0: They can, but it, but it's difficult. And so the, the important thing is helping our kids learn to grow. And you know what kids do. I mean, I think anybody knows this. These kids in Christian schools or, or kids you know, in churches, kids anywhere, they can be very hypocritical. Yeah. I think that it's not as much intentional to live two lives as much as it is trying to be to two different people. Fit to, into someone else's that's
2: right. mold of what they should yeah, be.
0: Yeah, to know. engage with them. I think I think it's a confusing time for them. So I don't see kids going, okay, I'm going to be this at home and be this at school. No. I think they find themselves being two different people. It's an unconscious choice. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so whatever wins out is what takes over. And then a child's always left with that sense of shame and guilt and frustration that I can't live up to what I was raised to live up to."
2: So even the teen may not understand what's going on. But as a parent, we can be perceptive of this and help them understand it and see how it's maybe contributing to some of their behavior problems. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. You know, I I tell parents all the time, don't think that your child is not gonna go through a bout of being challenged by this. A lot of parents think, oh, no, no, not my kid. We did a great job parenting. We've taught him everything and he knows how to function. She knows how to do this. And I go, you know, you may be overestimating your child's ability to uh, function within that culture and you're underestimating the influence of the culture that will sway kids away from the very things that we've spent so many years teaching them. And so it's important to remain engaged. Don't disengage, mom and dad, during this time. Engage with your child and and identify the ambivalence, that uncertainty, that indecisiveness as to which path do I follow and help them along, encourage them, support them. Don't shame them and judge them. That moves them away from the very path that we want them to walk. To all you pastors, youth workers, and family ministers, I hope you'll host the Engage 23 simulcast at your church on February 18th, 2023, where my good friend Kirk Cameron and I will be presenting a seminar for parents and grandparents entitled Engage, Equipping and Empowering Parents to Raise Teens in a Contrary Culture. Look, we're going to be talking about things like understanding the effects of this culture and and how the culture uh, is affecting your teen or maintaining a relationship when everything else is working against you. We'll talk about answering the greatest challenges that are facing parents, how to develop rules and structure in a relational atmosphere, and finding hope when you feel hopeless. Hey, this simulcast can change the trajectory of your family. And I hope that you will host us so that your people in your church can find out how to effectively raise their teens in a world that's a little bit different than they grew up in. You can find out more about Engage 23 at Engage23.com. That's Engage23.com. Let us know if you'd like to host the simulcast on February 18th, 2023.
2: Mark, in your experience in, in being in relationship with hundreds and thousands of teens through the years, have you observed that it seems like the stricter things are at home or at church or at school, there's almost a swing totally the other direction then in this two worlds that these kids Absolutely. live
0: in? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I, and I think that's a normal tendency of kids. No matter how far they go one way, they swing back the other way. Not not all kids. No, it's a generalization. You know, not all but, kids. Yeah. yeah, but but some kids do, and so when that doesn't mean don't be strict at home or don't hold to high standards or don't you know require something from your kids. It means hold to those things, but make sure you're talking and and giving them the understanding that you have. Uh, about that culture and how difficult it is for them.
2: Alright, what do parents do to help kids who are grappling with this even subconsciously? Well, I
0: think you know, understand the whirlpool dilemma for these kids. You know, when you begin to understand that, that they are in, a, in turbulent waters and they're churning continually, instead of standing on the boat yelling at them how they can do it better, <laughs> jump in the water with them mm. and talk with them and support them and, and encourage them. You know, if, if what you're doing is correcting your child all the time because of the dilemma they find themselves in, and you find that they may be moving into some indecisiveness or uncertainty, you can shame and guilt them into anything. Don't do that. That pushes them away. They take the path of least resistance. And so, you know, spend some time encouraging them, understanding that dilemma that they find themselves in. Can the parent really discern this ambivalence in a teen? You know, I think you can watch your child. I mean, it, it, there's so there's some normal um, decisions that a child will make as to how they dress or, or or how they want to appear with other kids or or their comments that they're making. Some of it may be trying to manage living in both worlds. Sometimes what parents do is is shut down a child's adaptation of their own faith into the world they shut it down because no 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 you're not walking that path i see what they're trying to do is is to engage in both a lot of kids have the ability to do that but i tell parents all the time don't push them away draw them toward you offer them something in the process
1: Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit ParentingTodaysteens.org HeartlightMinistries.org or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.